The EPL is back. The EPL show on the Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by MyBookie.ag. Sports are back and MyBookie is now offering a 100% deposit bonus when you use the promo code SGP. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP to play, win and get paid. We're also brought to you by the leaders in Daily Fantasy, DraftKings. For a limited time, new users can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize and compete for over $8 million in prizes across all contests. Enter the code SGP to get a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. That's code SGP only at DraftKings. We're also brought to you by BetQL. Want to get an advantage over the sports book with NBA, NHL, college football, MLB, and NFL all back in action? You need to download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets this season. Head to betql.co and enter the code SGP for 20% off your first subscription. That's betql.co and the promo code SGP20. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is a leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. And finally, don't forget to sign up for the free roll football contest. We're giving away up to $5,000 for the best NFL handicappers this season. Sign up for free today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash contest. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash contest. The EPL is back, in case you didn't figure it out. From the reads at the start of the show, I am super excited to have it back, even though it's only been a short period of time. It's been just six weeks. And even in between that, we had the Europa League and the Champions League. But there's nothing like the EPL, and you are listening to the EPL show. You can follow me on Twitter at SGPEPL. You can check out my website, lockbetting.com, where we are coming off a month of August where we made £3,064 profit. That's nearly $4,000. And the month before that, we made £7,555. That is nearly, or sorry, that is over $9,000. And the reason we made that in July is because all of the futures from August cashed in July instead of May because of this COVID bullshit. We are currently putting all of the futures out now. So all of the EPL futures and everything for the European League will be out. The European Leagues will be out within the next seven to 10 days. So make sure that you head over to lockbetting.com if you want to get involved with the futures. We cashed those at 79% all time. So since 2014, we have cashed our futures at 79 So head over to lockbetting.com to get involved. Also at lockbetting.com, the European show will return next week. And in the week, we will have previews for La Liga and Serie A. They will be exclusive to lockbetting.com. Over here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast, we will be doing our Bundesliga preview in the week because the Bundesliga show, Das Bundesliga show, will start next weekend. So you're going to have Das Bundesliga show and the EPL show. And when it starts up again, the Champions League show, all here on the Soccer 
gambling podcast. Don't forget, you still have a chance to join our Fantasy Premier League Mini League. All you need to do is head over to fantasy.premierleague.com, enter your team, and then shoot me a DM at my Twitter that I've already mentioned, at SGPEPL. I will give you the entry code. I will give you the PayPal address to join the mini league. And after that, you can join the WhatsApp group. You can chat soccer all year long with like-minded people. And you'll even get some free plays from me because I'll be dropping some bonus plays in the group. So make sure you get involved with that. That's fantasy.premierleague.com. Then DM me on Twitter to get all of the additional information. Finally, the last couple of bits I want to talk about before we move on to the first game, which is Fulham versus Arsenal. I made an appearance this week on Keep It 100 with former WCW superstars Conan and Disco Inferno. We were joined by Mark Madden, who's a very well-known radio host there in the US, a sports broadcaster. I got together with those guys to chat EPL and a little bit of wrestling. So make sure you check out my appearance over at Keep It 100. And finally, my article every week, my EPL article where I predict all the games and analyze the game of the week, make a combined 11, is over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. I've been doing that article for two years. It's out every week. Some guys have made some money simply by just betting on the scoreline. So it's worth checking out. That's at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, the website. So make sure you head over and check that out as well. Okay, that's it. Let's go. Let's start. Fulham versus Arsenal. I'm really hyped for this because it's a new season and it's so unpredictable. If you listen to the future show, I'm not convinced by Liverpool or Man City, who are the very short favourites to be in the top two. Chelsea are very, very interesting. As a Man United fan, I desperately want us to do some business because I think it's wide open to compete. I think Liverpool are missing a couple of players and I just am not certain about Manchester City's backline. So for me, this is a wide open and unpredictable Premier League, but I still think there's going to be plenty of opportunities as per usual to make load of money betting the EPL this season. The lot records for the last two years... 47 and 11 in 2018-19 and last year we ended up going 43 and 17 with our picks so almost as good as the prior year I was very worried that we wouldn't get close to the 47 and 11 because it was such a ridiculous number to put up but we did well 43 and 17 last year for 2019-2020 I saw some comments on some reviews saying that I only pick very, very easy favourites, very, very short favourites. Listen, there's a rule here. It was self-implemented. I would not pick anyone under minus 200 for a lock. I've never, ever, ever given a lock that was worse than minus 200. And very, very rarely do I even go near that number. It's nearly always better than minus 150. So I don't understand what people are talking about. I'm not going to fish out plus money locks because that's why we have the dogs, you morons. So... If you're going to do that kind of stuff, don't even bother leaving the iTunes review. If you have positive things to say, then yes, we do need those reviews. This is a brand new feed. As I said, I appreciate everybody that ever left a review on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. But this is a new venture, and this venture came about based on the success of the soccer shows. So if you want more soccer shows and more content, then continue to add those reviews They help us on iTunes. They help us get more advertisers. And the more interest that there is in the show, the more shows that we will do. That counts for listeners and sponsorships and basically iTunes reviews. So if you want to support the show, that's the best way to support the show. You don't need to go to lockbetting.com and sign up for my website. You don't need to 
PayPal me tips for any of the winners you get out here. I know I hand out more winners than, than anybody else on the Sports Gambling Podcast. I hand out more winners than anybody else on gambling Twitter, bullshit gambling Twitter. So instead of following these morons like Fredo and Freeze and Mezzet and all these dipshits that seem to have some blind following for absolutely no reason whatsoever, this is the place to be. Word of mouth would be appreciated. Reviews would be appreciated. And as I said, the more interest there is, the more better we do, the more shows and the more winners you guys end up getting. So let's have a look at this first game, which sees newly promoted Fulham hosting much improved Arsenal. Lots expected of Arsenal. We looked at the futures markets where we saw that Arsenal were ahead of Tottenham in the pricing to win the league. Arsenal, in the opinion of the books, have come up to the, the fifth best team in the league. I personally don't see it, but I do see Arsenal winning this game tomorrow. Fulham are available at 19-4. It's 16-5 to to draw, and it's 4-7 to on Arsenal. For me, this isn't really one that you need to overthink. I think Fulham are going to set up out of character and be a little bit more defensive and try not to get beat by this Arsenal team. I think Arsenal themselves, maybe a few years ago, they would have ploughed through this Fulham team, but I think they're going to have a more conservative approach as well. I wouldn't be surprised to see the first half be very, very low scoring and possibly only start to open up 10, 15 minutes into the second half. So I don't know if necessarily these teams are going to come out all guns blazing as people will want for an EPL opener. But I think that with the way that Arsenal have evolved and the way that Fulham were relegated before where they took a lot of thumpings, I think we're going to see a conservative approach. But I think once the game opens up, it's going to favour the team with the better players who can produce more magical moments. And that's going to be Arsenal when you're looking at the likes of Pepe, Willian and of course, Aubameyang, a must in fantasy this season with the decision that fantasy have made to make um, wingers into midfielders. I still don't quite understand that one, but while they have implemented that decision, for me, Aubameyang is a must, especially as I expect him to move into the centre and play as a centre forward. I think Lacazette may be the scapegoat here. I think Lacazette may be a player that you may see moving on before the end of this window, possibly to Atletico Madrid. But I think, as I said, in this particular game, I think Aubameyang is going to be key. I think he's going to hit the ground running. I think Arsenal are going to win this game. I don't see Fulham scoring. So I also like Arsenal to nil. And I also like the under in this one as well. The under is available at 6-5 to five, with the over available at 4-7. to seven. I don't quite see an over game here because I don't see a action-packed first half. I definitely see it opening up in a second, but I think once you get a conservative half, it makes an over very difficult to hit. And if you want to take an over, then take it in play at halftime. But for me, going to keep it very simple. Going to keep it very chalky because I'm so chalky, apparently. And uh, just going to take Arsenal to win this game. Moving on to the next game. One thing to note here with the EPL this, this weekend Every single game is televised on the telebox. So whether it be this next game, Crystal Palace versus Southampton or, or West Brom versus Leicester or even Liverpool's first defence of the title, everything's going to be on TV. Every single game initially is going to be on the TV. And I think that's going to continue on for a few weeks. So that's going to be really good. And it'll be even better when we actually get some fans in there. Although if you guys aren't familiar with the news in the UK, we've actually taken a backward step where um, the moron Prime Minister Boris Johnson has banned gatherings for over six people. However, teams are still allowed to play sports. So 
it's just very, very conflicting. I don't know what the situation is in the States, but the situation here in the UK is very, very conflicting, always conflicting information. And people are becoming very, very rebellious to it. Um, Anti-maskers and all that are becoming a lot more prominent. And I think it's just time to be done with this bullshit. It is what it is. We're going to have to live with it. We live with flu. We live with STDs. We live with car crashes. We don't stop fucking driving. Just get on with your lives, for fuck's sake. We need people to be attending sports. We need people at the NFL and we need people at the EPL. Anyway, that's my rant done. Moving on. Crystal Palace versus Southampton, where Crystal Palace are the underdogs here at 21 to 10. It's nine to four on the draw. And it's 13 to 10 on Southampton. I lean Southampton to to win this game here. Obviously, I say lean. A lot of people have made strong plays on Southampton. And there's statistical data for that where people have turned around and said, well, look how they finished last season. And look how Crystal Palace finished last season. Yeah, that's true. Crystal Palace were one of the worst teams during the, the lockdown period. Their record was absolutely awful. And uh, Southampton looked very, very good, including getting... Um, a win against Man City and getting a draw at Old Trafford. Crystal Palace failed to score in six of their final eight games last season and they were beaten in seven of those eight matches, whereas Southampton were very good post-lockdown and they had the third best away record in the entire league last season. That was something that I was very, very surprised to see. So everything here points to the Saints. I think another thing that I look at here is another under. Uh, I'm very, very high on unders in the EPL to start week one and I'm a very, very high on unders in the NFL as well. So those guys that are members over at lockbetting.com, you're going to be handed a few underplays this weekend because I think it's going to take some reps for people to be able to make, to run the right routes and, and whatnot and get used to what their quarterbacks are doing and be able to put points up on the board. But obviously this isn't an NFL show. And I think the same thing applies here. It's very, very much easier to implement defensive strategies than it is to do do anything in attack. I think it requires more reps in order to score goals or to make moves and just generally to have a high level of fitness where you can keep going to the end. I think that requires reps and I think we're going to see some unders and I think this game could go under, uh, under 2.5 goals that should be scored in five of the last six meetings between these two teams. And if I was going to pick one team that don't score in this game, I would think Palace. I can see Southampton grinding out a, a one or two nil win here and that obviously leans towards Southampton because of the data. But don't be surprised if it's a, if it's a one all draw and it's just a brand new start for Palace and they, they were cold during the lockdown period because it didn't matter. Because not forget what the hell did Palace have to play for they couldn't go they couldn't go into a European position they couldn't go down they were just really just playing out their games this is a brand new season for them they start on zero and the always the situation with Crystal Palace when the season starts they don't want to get relegated so they'll need to rack up enough points to get themselves out of that situation and uh, this is going to be a differently motivated team so for me it's not just an automatic dive on Southampton like I've seen from some cappers for me I would lean more towards the under the under 2.5 in this game is available at 4-5 to five. I think that represents some value here I think there's, un- there's value on all the unders across the board and this is one of the ones I like but my lean to win this game would be Southampton on the basis of the statistical data that we ran through up next, we look at Liverpool's first game of the season. Their defence of the title begins at home to Leeds United, the champions of the championship. Liverpool are available at 1-3. to The draw is at 9-2. to And Leeds are available here at 9-1. to Coming off the back of Bielsa signing a one-year deal to remain as the Leeds manager, which is a positive. However, starting the season at Liverpool is not. Now, I'm not high on Liverpool to win the league again this season. They they haven't added players. Alex Ferguson always said 
when you're on top, that's the time to add players. Well, they haven't added anything. And I think Liverpool were worrying post-lockdown. And people turn around and say, well, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. It did matter. It did matter because they continually spoke about wanting to get the records and they didn't get any of the records. They didn't even finish with that 100% home record. And something's happened to this team since the defeat against Atletico Madrid. They haven't looked the same. They haven't looked capable of breaking teams down. They, they haven't pressed as hard as they can. It almost feels like they needed to have that advantage to to win the league as comfortably as they did because their players seem to have run out of gas. Now, obviously, there's been a break and maybe they'll come out here firing, but it's just, it's more about cardio. It's it's more about that. It just seems like that the, the press isn't working because teams are managing to get the ball away. If you don't let Liverpool get possession in your half and you invite them to break you down, they don't really have the players to do that. Yes, Wijnaldum... He's a quality midfielder. They've got Cater, they've got Henderson, but who is the playmaker that's going to break you down? This team needs to sign Thiago. I don't know what the holdup is, but I think if they do manage to get that player, that will put them over the edge over Man City. Otherwise, I slightly favour Man City, but even them, they've only signed Nathan Ake, and that I don't think is going to necessarily solve your defensive problems. Yes, he's a uh, Premier League defender who's familiar with the Premier League, but so was John Stones, and that didn't work out either. So, I think this league is going to be so interesting, but I don't think this game is where Liverpool's downfall, if there is a downfall, is going to start. I think Liverpool end up winning this game comfortably. They did win 18 of their 19 home games last season, and they scored three or more goals in nine of those fixtures at home. Liverpool actually haven't lost a Premier League home game since April 2017. That's 59 games. So that tells you the size of the task here and almost looks like there's value on Liverpool here at 1-3. to I like Liverpool to, to win this game on the minus 1.5 handicap, which is available even money. I think there's value there. I also like Liverpool to win this with a clean sheet, which is actually bigger odds. It's available at 6-4. to four. I actually prefer that because I do think that Bielsa is going to have his team very organised and Liverpool looked a little bit goal shy in the community shield so I don't know if they're necessarily going to come out here and be able to put three or four on the board so this may be a tight game I'm looking at a, a two or three nil win for Liverpool and I do think they'll cover the minus 1.5 handicap but the fact that you're getting bigger odds on a bet that I like a little bit more for Liverpool to win this to nil because I don't see Leeds scoring against Liverpool when you're looking at the likes of Trent Alexander-Arnold, Trent Alexander-Arnold, uh, Gomez, Robertson, Van Dijk, uh, Allison in goal it's to be very difficult for Liverpool, uh, for Leeds to dive straight into the Premier League and be able to score against this Liverpool team. It'll be a good achievement if they do, but I think it's six to four. I think the value lies on Liverpool winning this game with a clean sheet tomorrow. The final game that goes down on Saturday goes down at eight o'clock at night. It'll be West Ham versus Newcastle, where West Ham are the even money favourites here, and it's five to two to draw, and it's five to two on Newcastle. I wouldn't be touching West Ham as even money favourites at home. Newcastle have done some seriously good business here in this window and West Ham have done nothing. Newcastle have invested, despite the fact they didn't get that big ownership deal. Many people were expecting Newcastle to come under these new owners that would have invested millions and millions into the club and would have seen the end of Steve Bruce. Well, Steve Bruce has deservedly kept his job because he did as good a job as Rafa Benitez has ever done. And the Newcastle fans are biased towards Rafa and they give Bruce a hard time, even though he's one of their own. But he did a great job. He's kept his job and they signed loads of good players. And they are in far 
better shape than this West Ham team. Newcastle were unbeaten are in beaten, sorry, in five of their last seven meetings of West Ham. Newcastle took four points from the two meetings with West Ham last season. Um, their last six encounters have produced a lot of goals. They've actually averaged 4.16 goals per 90 minutes. And West Ham as a home team have won four of their last 16 games at home in the Premier League. And obviously things are leveled out here with still there with there still being no supporters. So I'm seeing all the value here on Newcastle, especially when you can take Newcastle to avoid losing this game at 8 to 11. As I said, far better players. They've just signed Callum Wilson. They've signed uh, Joshua King. They've got San Maximam, who looked incredible towards the end of last season. He's a great snip for fantasy at 5.5. I'm going to take Newcastle as my dog here later on in the show. I'm not even going to hold back and, and play and keep my cards towards my chest. I'm going to tell you later on in the show, Newcastle going to be the dog. But I love, 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 love Newcastle here on the double chance to avoid the defeat at West Ham, which is available at 8 to 11. Before we move on to Sunday's game, let me let you know that everything that we're giving out here, you can bet over at mybookie.ag. If you're one of those guys who bet with five dimes and five dimes are obviously going under, then you need to move over to mybookie.ag and make use of the promo code SGP and double your first deposit. Invest in your intuition. Use the promo code SGP and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free pay designed to add more excitement to the sports that you love and the games that you'll bet. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie. Let me also give a shout out here to DraftKings. If you download the DraftKings app now and use the code SGP for a limited time only, new users can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize and compete for over $8 million in prizes across all contests. Don't miss the extra special week one bonus. Enter the code SGP and get a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. That's SGP only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Also, let me take this opportunity to let you know that you must join our free roll football contest. You missed the first game yesterday, Chiefs versus the Houston Texans. I took the Chiefs minus 9.5, so I'm off to a good start. But you can still sign up for the free roll, super, uh, free roll football contest. We're giving away up to $5,000 for the best NFL handicappers this season. Sign up for free today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash contest. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash contest. The Sports Gambling Podcast and the Soccer Gambling Podcast is also brought to you by BetQL. You need to head there if you want to get an advantage over the sports book, be it at NBA, NHL, college football, MLB, NFL. It's all back in action. And if you download the BetQL app, you'll get all of the information you need to make smart bets this season. Just head to betql.co, enter our code SGP20, and you'll get 20% off your first subscription. That's betql.co and the promo code SGP20. And finally, let me give a shout out here to A per head. They're the leaders in paperhead providers and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. They are offering six weeks free by heading over to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. So we move on to Sunday's game. We start with West Brom versus Leicester, where West Brom are available at 11 to 4. It's 13 to 5, the draw, and it's even money here on Leicester. This is a very difficult game for me to cap here because Leicester should go on and win this game when you look at the data. Leicester finished fifth in the Premier League last season. Leicester won 13 out of the 18 points that were available last season against promoted club. 
promoted clubs. Uh, only three clubs kept more clean sheets in the Premier League last season than Leicester, which was 13, and that was obviously during Leicester's good period. Leicester scored exactly two goals in 10 of their 18 wins last season, and West Brom, coming into this, won just three of their final 11 championship matches last term and only just scrapped in to the Premier League on the final day of the season and even did that with a with a draw. So this is a brand new season for both. And I would lean very narrowly towards Leicester, but I am concerned by what I saw with Leicester at the end of the season, but I'm equally concerned by what I saw by from West Brom. I think West Brom have to be, along with Fulham, relegation certainties for me. I said on the future show, you can get both of them available at evens. If you back both, you could either land both bets or you can just you know, go 50-50 with one team going down. For me, there's very, very little risk in doing that. But Leicester, I think, if they're going to be better than they were last season, if they want to put that behind them in the rearview window, they have to win this game. I do like the under here as well. I think that West Brom are going to set up conservatively, much like we saw in the, uh, much like I said about the Fulham-Arsenal game. They're going to make it difficult to break down. Obviously, we have the situation where I talked about with reps, which led to me not, which led to me liking a lot of unders because defensively, it's easier to organise yourself than it is to then pull off uh, complex attacking moves and be able to break down top defences. And let's, ha- let's be honest, everyone playing in the EPL is a top defence. Yes, there's some defences that are far more watertight than others, but people can come in and they know how to defend, make themselves organised and difficult to break down. And I think that's going to be the case for West Brom. And I lead towards the under here in this one as well. You can get out even money. The overs are 8 to 11, the unders are even money. And I think that would be my main play here. But as I said, if Leicester want to have a better season and get over what happened to them last season, because even though it was spun and it was spun very well as, well, we've achieved our goal, Champions League would have been a bonus, but our goal was Europe and we attained our goal and it's been a good season. You fucked it up. You were the main challenges for Liverpool at Christmas. You had a terrible, terrible haul of points in 2020 after Christmas. You were in relegation form. Leicester were in relegation form for five months of the season. So I think that's very, very worrying coming in. It makes me very, very hesitant to take Leicester to win this game. Up next, we have our game of the week, which I've written about over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, and that is Tottenham versus Everton. Tottenham are the favourites to win this game at 10 to 11. It's 13 to 10 to draw, and it's 3 to 1 on Everton. Tottenham haven't lost to Everton in 15 games. So I'm not really expecting anything different here on, on from that perspective. Everton have massively improved. When you look at the signings that they've made, they've had a very, very good window. I think only second to Chelsea. So I'm expecting improvement for Everton this season. I actually had a bet on Everton as one of my locks in the Futures podcast. I said Everton will finish in the top half and there was some good value on that play. But I do think they'll start here with a defeat against Tottenham in what will be a very, very low-scoring game. I think Ancelotti's going to have his troops organised. I think Mourinho's going to have his troops organised. And you're getting the under here at even money with the over at 8-11. to 11. I think the over is favourite because we've seen 25 goals scored in the last eight head-to-head matches. But I like the, the under and I like Tottenham to win. Tottenham, as I said, are unbeaten in 15 They've won eight of those, drawing seven, and five of the eight games played on Tottenham's patch, Tottenham have won. So I'm leaning towards Tottenham here to win a low-scoring game, but I like the under 2.5 goals here at even money. For your fantasy picks here, I think Eric Dyer is going to be the centre-back starter for Tottenham, and he represents some decent value at £5 million. And uh, 
I liked Harry Kane initially because Tottenham's fixtures are weak, but I'm leaning towards Son because Kane looked very, very unfit in the England games. And I don't know if he'll hit the ground running. He's got a very, very good scoring record against Everton. So it is tempting, but I lean Song, and I certainly like the look of Eric Dyer as well for, for fantasy players from these two teams. I would sit and wait on Everton until they get an easier run of fixtures and then it could be worth investing in Luka Dinya. In midfield, they've mainly invested in uh, defensive midfielders. James Rodriguez doesn't play in this game. It'd be very interesting to see how he ends up playing. Uh, because obviously he's a world-class player on his day, but he's full of injuries and he's now moved to the most physical league in the world. So I don't know if that's the best move for him, but only time will tell. But in this game, I'm going for the under and I'm going towards Tottenham because Tottenham always seem to avoid losing against Everton. The final two games go down on Monday and one of the games is the most intriguing game of game week one for me. But it certainly isn't this next one. Sheffield United versus Wolves. Sheffield United are available at 23 to 10. It's 2 to 1 on the draw and it's 11 to 8 on Wolves. I think this one is a nailed on low scoring game. These two met very recently in the lockdown period and Sheffield United nicked that 1-0. But I think Wolves were starting to get very, very tired at that point. They had a very, very, very long season and now they've had a much needed rest. And uh, I think it showed in the way they played because they had an opportunity to qualify for the Champions League, but their legs just seemed to go from underneath them. Now they've had a little bit of time off and I think they'll be able to come out and win this game. I'm certainly not accepting Sheffield, expecting Sheffield United to be as good as they were last season. I think they're going to digress. I think Wolves are going to be pretty much the same. I think Mac Doherty to Tottenham is a big loss for Wolves, but I do fancy them to win this game here and to take the points at 11 to 8. There's not much value here on the under, although I strongly fancy it. You're getting the under in this one at 4 to 7. So the bookies are very much expecting the low-scoring game that I'm expecting with two teams that are very, very difficult to break down. I think you're going to see a similar game to what you saw before. I even may like the under 1.5 in this one, which is available at 6 to 4. But I think the safest play is to take that under at 4 to 7, maybe look to parlay or something, maybe Liverpool money line, and just take your money that way because um, there's certainly not going to be three goals in this one between Sheffield United and Wolves and I think Wolves edge it out and reverse that result from the lockdown period. The final game we're going to look at for me is the most intriguing of them all. 8.15 Monday night. The new look Chelsea go to Brighton. I can't wait to see this Chelsea team. In the absence of Man United playing, obviously, this is the most fascinating game of the week for me. They're available at 4-6, to six, minus 150 to win here at Brighton. It's 3-1 to one the draw and it's 17-4 to four on Brighton. I cannot see Chelsea not winning this game. For me, this is a very favourable start for Chelsea. In fact, they have some nice fixtures to start off with, which is really going to help embedding these new players. Originally off the bat, Chilwell isn't going to play, Zayek isn't going to play, and I don't think Silva's going to play either, but we are going to see Werner and Havertz. Is Havertz going to be able to physically hack it in the Premier League? Is Werner going to be able to transfer his goals across from Leipzig? I think the answer to all those questions is yes, and I think once these teams, once these players adapt to the Premier League, we could see potential title contenders. I don't see them having any issue here with Brighton, because I think Brighton are tailor-made for Chelsea in this game. They don't have any home supporters, so it's almost the neutral field. Brighton try to play this type of football, which they don't have the personnel to play. Graham Potter was brought in to improve the quality of football from when Brighton were managed by Chris Hutton, where they were far more defensive. But the problem is, Brighton don't know when they're overmatched and aren't defensive in the right games. That's why everybody in the top six will win against Brighton home and away, and Chelsea are no 
different. So for me, it's a no-brainer here. It's going to break out into a football match. And whether these new players embed or not, immediately... Chelsea are the better team, and there's great value here on Chelsea at four to six. When we look ahead of their, we look ahead at their fixtures. They immediately after this then have to play against Liverpool, but then it gets a lot easier for them when they play against the likes of West Brom, Southampton, Crystal Palace. They have another tough game against Man United then coming up, but then it gets a lot easier after that. I think this is a nice start for Chelsea. It's a good opportunity for the players to get used to the Premier League. And I think especially going away to Brighton, I think we're going to see this team start impressively with a three points and an away win. And I like Chelsea here at minus 154-6 to get the win. Don't need to look at the both teams to score. Don't need to look at the over-unders. Don't need to look around. There's value already here on the money line and I'm going to take Chelsea here at four to six. Closing out with the lock and I'm just going to stick with what we just said. I'm going to go with Chelsea here on the money line. No need to overthink it. For me, this team start impressively with all the money that you've spent in the transfer window. I don't think that you can start flat here on the opening day of the season. And I think Brighton is a good fixture for Chelsea. I already just spoke about it in depth. So Chelsea will be the lock here on the money line, four to six minus 150. As for the dog, mentioned that earlier. I'm going to go with Newcastle for all the reasons that we laid out. Don't see West Ham as favourites here. My best bet in that game is, of course, Newcastle on the double chance at 8-11, to 11, but I like them on the money line at 5-2. to do. I've seen it around at 13-5, to five, so make sure that you shop around. And for the parlay, going to keep that relatively simple as well. Liverpool at 1-3, to three, and I'm going to add that in with the under- on the Sheffield United and Wolves game. You can get that for 11 to 10. So £100 on that returns you 210. That's simply going to be the parlay on the show. The two-teamer, uh, the two-tierer, sorry, Liverpool on the money line and the under in the Sheffield United and Wolves game. However, there's lots that I like here for the opening week. I'm very high on some unders. Same approach for the EPL as I'm taking for the NFL. If you want to get all of my official picks, then head over to my website, lockbetting.com. And you can get all the official picks for the weekend and you can get all of the futures picks as well. Also at lockbetting.com, let me reiterate, the European show will be returning next week. And in the middle of the week, we will be doing previews on Serie A and La Liga. That is exclusive lockbetting.com content. So you won't get any shows here for Serie A or La Liga, and you won't get the European show here. That's all exclusive lockbetting.com content. Here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast, you will be getting Das Bundesliga show. Das Bundesliga show will be back next week, and we will be doing a preview in the middle of the week. So make sure you check that out. If you want more content here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast, as I always say, we need your reviews. We need more listeners. Tell your friends that we're winning money on this show for you, and let them have a listen and leave those iTunes reviews. As I said, this is a reset. This is a brand new feed. We appreciate everything you've done for the Sports Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. But if you want more soccer content, we need your reviews and we need your listens. And the final thing, make sure you head over to fantasy.premierleague.com to get involved with our SGP Fantasy League this season. DM me after you've joined and I'll give you all the other information. That's it for me. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening. 
It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier has arrived on Disney+. Plus. The world is upside down. We can't lose this fight, Bucky. If we do this, we're going to do it our own way. Experience the six-episode event. Work partners, co-workers. Not necessarily the team. No. We look damn good. Marvel Studios' The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus.